people have an IT person already, that's great. But how do you know that you are truly protected? Well, if you come to this event on August 18th at uh, Freedom Boat Club at 5 p.m. and there will be food served provided by TD Bank and Reckless Rooster. Um, all attendees will be offered this great seminar run by Ryan from PCRXcomputers.net. And attendees will be offered a no-charge customized evaluation of your computer and network. And that is a minimum value of $12,000. And that is going to be free for you. So all- the weather will continue. Humidity will actually increase, giving way to more showers and storms at 40% for Thursday and Friday. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, only on Talk 94.5. Wow, guess what? The computer just crashed. Oh, my God. Look at that. Do you see that? I see it. It's all white. It's a blank screen. Well, it was Secret Agent Man just for you, Jim. (laughs) Sorry. Can you hum a few bars? (laughs) (laughs) all right and here we have joining us right now a retired supervisory special agent for the fbi jim furry it came back hi liz how you doing good Good. here's the song it's a song (laughs) he's also an author and a local and a doctor what is the name of your book again fidelity bravery integrity my story Mm, that's your story. That may not be the story of the <laughs> FBI leadership today. <laughs> no, not recently, no. You know, and that's something, I, I mean, I feel really bad. I mean, my son grew up wanting to be in the FBI. He's gone into a different direction yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But he really wanted to be part of that elite, you know, investigative bureau. And um, and obviously, you know what that's all about, because you probably aspired as a young person, right, as a young man thinking, that's something you want to be part of. Sure. And you want sure. to be proud of it. You know, like it's for me, it's like um, when I when I where I went to college now, they're doing great things and the school's getting bigger and better. And it makes my degree more valuable as as I move on in life. Right. And people say, oh, I know that school. <laughs> I mean, it's like the FBI. I mean, your your existence is about the FBI. You know, it's like that's your career. And how do you feel about what's happening well, I just you just have to look at the history, you know, uh, with uh, uh, how they treated Hillary Clinton on, on her terms at her place. Whenever you interview somebody, you have them come into the office so they're not in a familiar place. But you you compare that to what they did with Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. They went out there with a SWAT SWAT team, and now now this, which I understand, a lot of the field agents in Miami. They didn't even know it was coming off, which normally a field division, if there's a big search warrant, they want the evidence response team there. They want the local agents to participate because they have relationships with the with the PD. And um, a friend of mine told me that they showed up for work and could understand it because all the bosses, SUVs and cars were gone. They wondered where'd they all go. Hmm. So... Um, the the field agents still are out there doing a the job. They're they're arresting child molesters and and organized crime guys. But I think the problem there is with Mer- Merrick Garland. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think the attorney general is uh, aggressively pursuing and and the FBI is following. Which but that- this happened like you mentioned before Merrick Garland. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the culture 
has switched. Oh, for sure. You know, and um, and it was even before Trump was president. Yeah. So they were picking and choosing uh, before and, and basically choosing not to prosecute. We we know that um, Hillary Clinton did a lot of bad things. We, right. we know that with the server and sending her emails and it showed up on Uma Aberdeen's uh, iPad and computer and, and her, you know, sexter husband, you know, he had access to these uh, emails and they were classified. It was like 109 emails were classified. I remember the whole story. Yeah. But she wasn't prosecuted. So back then, we saw the FBI as, you know what, we're soft, soft on crime. Now we're seeing them weaponized. And I had an interview with Paul Manafort a few weeks ago, and he was one of the first dominoes to fall to this. And of course, we had Michael Flynn, you know, they were all subjected to a weaponized DOJ. What do you think about um, how how does one that has been part of the FBI deal with the fact that this is happening? I mean, <sighs> well, I think, uh, like you said before, uh, and there is there's talk going around to encourage uh, people that are in a position to do so to continue the whistleblowing for to come for forward. the FBI. Yeah, to come forward. Really? And and to. Uh, to say what they know and and to uh, to come hmm. come forward. The other day when uh, Director Ray was testifying, he you know he he basically said to Grassley, "We protect whistleblowers. Well, if that's the case, let them all come. Let them all speak out. You know, and let them let them t- say what they think. Because the the problem again is the FBI under Hoover, under Louis Free, under uh, a, a lot of the directors, um, they, their perception is we do the investigation. We initiate the investigation. We find a pred- predicate. We find a criminal activity. And then when we're done with our investigation, we take it to the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. And then they decide whether they want to prosecute or not. This looks like the, the tail wagging the horse. I see. This looks like the DOJ's telling the FBI, mm-hmm. basically, you're not you're not independent. You're part of the Department of Judge, Justice, so you need to you need to start an investigation on this, or you need to get start an investigation on this, and that's a slippery slope because pretty soon DOJ is is uh, is just running all over the FBI. You know? I have. Did you have a question on the PCRX computers? Um... Mobile Outfitters text line. We've got a former law enforcement individual, Jeff G., who says to the FBI people, if they sit back and say or do nothing, they're part of the criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. I have no confidence or trust in the FBI. And it pains me to say this because of my career in law enforcement. And, Jim, we've had so many who are in law enforcement yeah. who say the exact same things that, yeah. that Jeff is saying. Yeah, well, I I, I don't have any uh, doubt that... that uh, People are going to be suspect anytime mm-hmm. an agent comes. Used to be, if I knocked on the door when I was a street agent, people would say, you know, they might be a little suspicious, but when you explained t- to them why you were there, they would welcome me in and they would say, how can I help the FBI? I think the attitude of the general public now, uh, uh, they have to do a better job of PR and they got to do a better job of, of uh, uh, being the FBI and have people respect them because they're not going to get the kind of cooperation uh, that that I think 
they did when I was a street agent. All right. And I want to talk more about this really in general terms, because we don't really know the specifics about this raid. Um, And we're speaking with retired supervisory special agent and local and local author uh, for the FBI, Jim Furry. Jim, I wanted to ask you this. What is needed to execute such a warrant, which they did? Okay, so uh, you need to have uh, probable cause, which uh, uh, you have to have a probable cause affidavit for a search warrant. And that has to include uh, information saying that you know what you're searching for at a particular time and a particular So you have to place. look for something in particular. Yeah, yeah. Was, okay. They have to specifically... Uh, so, so in other words, if if they say uh, we're looking for an elephant, right? Mm-hmm. You can't look any place inside a house where, other than where you could find an elephant. You know. You just, so just... the fact that they went through Melania's wardrobe is that suspect to you? Uh, if if you're looking for National Archive documents, if it was specifically, if they could be hid into. Melania's wardrobe, then they could look in there. Yeah. Yes, they could. Okay. Okay. So then they could look in a closet for Any, anybody's closet. If if it was a set of documents. Mm-hmm. It could that, be anywhere. That pretty much covers the whole house because you could put a set okay. of documents. It's just, But what disturbs me is mm-hmm. who did they have as a source that said. They, they saw the something. Documents. And, and the other thing is when you go to a U.S. magistrate or federal judge. Mm-hmm. He's going to ask you, when did you, or in your affidavit, has to say when, when you saw this, these documents. And, and if it's a month ago or two mm-hmm. months ago, he's going to say, that's stale. That's stale probable cause. I'm not going to issue that warrant until you refresh mm. that, until you get okay. some. Okay. So you... I was thinking it was on that Eastman, that guy, his lawyer, mm-hmm. Eastman, right. Easterling. What was his name? Eastman. Um so he had a lawyer, a John Eastman or something like that, and they took his phone, and he was the one that was trying to tell Trump different scenarios right. about how they yeah, could— John Eastman. Eastman. You were right. Okay. He was trying to find out, um, telling Trump, like, all different scenarios where he could question the certification or stop the certification by Pence on January 6th. So I was thinking— if this is not related to the National Archives, I don't even know. But maybe it was related to something that they found in the phone that, you know, maybe there. So what I'm asking you is this. Could the probable cause come from evidence or does it have to come from someone who said, hey, you know, I was once in Trump's house and I did see he had some kind of document. Now, I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's in the in the locked storage room where all the 15 boxes are. I don't know if they hid it in uh, Melania's bra drawer. I don't know if they hid it in the safe, but he did get a safe recently. Could be in one of those things. But I do remember him saying that he had this document and I saw it there once on his desk. Okay. Um, maybe could it be like that? Or does it have to be, could it be in a phone? Where they say, hey, Trump, you know, like a part of a conversation and it's some kind of evidence that Trump may have some kind of document. No, they have to have somebody say that. That they saw it. Yeah, yeah. Because. And and the other thing is you have to determine once you get that information, because we used to do that with uh, wise guys in in New Jersey all Mm -hmm. the time. Okay. And, And once you get that information, 
you can't just run with it right away. You have mm. to have some kind of cooperation, which they probably used the 15 boxes as cooperation. They probably used... But they've it, already been through the 15 boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we learned that. I mean, I learned that for sure right. today. And we somebody heard, else, heard about it. Somebody else brought up, doesn't he carry the top secret clearance for life? He's allowed to possess documents and see documents for life as a former president? Mm. But I don't think I, he's allowed to take it oh, with him. Okay. But he could declassify. He could declassify the documents before he left. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he did. Uh, Jim Furry, we're speaking with, a retired supervisory special agent. Um, what about the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution? Do yeah, you think search and seizure? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just reading here. Um, could there be some kind of violation there that you see from from the information you know of so far? The fact that they went and they took so much different, so many different things. They 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 took boxes full. They didn't allow Trump's lawyers even in the house while they were doing it. They asked them to shut off the security cameras, which they refused to do. Um, they they told them you have to wait outside. They they took boxes without going through them. They took they didn't like determine whether it was the elephant or not the elephant. They just took everything and left. Is that illegal search and seizure? Yeah, that normally. Uh, well, in that case, if if they wanted to, they could spend a days there going through it on in property. Mm-hmm. But normally, they just take everything. And then uh, the evidence uh, response team, they go through the evidence. Anything then the assistant U.S. attorney, or in this case, Merrick Garland, would would say, this stuff's not pertinent. But nobody can unsee what they see. Right, right. So there has to be like an independent source that's going to look through it first? No. No? (laughs) No. No. Wow. So the hunter's... We'll see, because it's like Mark Levin said, it sounds like a crime searching but, for evidence but here's instead what of happen- evidence that's leading it, to a crime. Yeah, right. here's what happens is the the evidence group from the FBI takes that all and they, and they enter it into evidence for chain of custody. Mm-hmm. And then it's all marked and it's all stored in a locked place somewhere down in, my, in a Miami office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Then the case agents or uh, the case agents in the assistant U.S. attorney's office will go through that box by box by box and then determine if it's relevant or if it's pertinent. If they don't find anything, mm-hmm. it really looks bad on the department. Well, that's what Senator Tim Scott said. This better be something big or it's going to be a big mess. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, that would be... I hope it's a big mess. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... There's one more question. But you know what's going to happen is Mm -hmm. if they find three documents, they're going to make that into a mountain Mm -hmm. out of of whatever they seized. Yeah, to make it look like they had a reason. They're going to maximize it. Yeah. 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 Nikki, what did you have to say? Uh, Trump's attorney said, one of his attorneys said that uh, all they did, all they got to see was the, the search warrant briefly. And yeah. then it was taken back from them, and they were escorted outside. So, how about not being able to hold on to a copy of the search warrant? No, I. Uh... She said that specifically. According to the lawyers on the ground, we only got to see it briefly, and it was taken back. We don't have a copy of it. We no, they. Uh, 
we always left, I don't know now, but uh, we always had to leave a copy of the search warrant. That just seemed odd to me as well. With, mm-hmm. with, with the person. As we left, we would, we would leave a copy of the search warrant in, at the, with the owner or, or if the owner wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. You have one of your brethren, our secret FBI informant, saying, yep, got to leave it there. Mm. Still. So. Okay. Well, uh, Jim Furry, we're out of time, but thank okay. you so much for offering to come in and give us some insight on this. Uh, supervisory special agent for the FBI, retired Jim Furry, an author. And uh, where can people find your book? Oh, you can. My uh, website, www.jimfurry.com, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What the name of the book again? Fidelity, Bravery, Integrity, My Story. All right. Thank awesome. you, Liz, for I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate you offering to come on here, um, you know, because it's not often that we get to talk to someone actually from the FBI. So thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime. Say hi to Ann. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment. Hold on, deplorables. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers will be right back on Talk 94.5. It is time to tell you about a great event that's happening, and it will be on August 18th. Oh, yeah. This is a big event. If you are concerned about cyber crime and being a victim of cyber crime and uh, it putting you out of business, oh, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Just talk to anybody that's ever happened to. If they have ransomware, they encrypt your stuff, they put it on the dark web, they put your bank accounts, your social security number, and even worse, that of all your clients. If you have a, a business where health records are involved or documents and financial documents, I mean, they're, just think about it. How devastating that would be. Well, it's time to protect yourself, and it's also time to figure out if you're even at risk. Some people